to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. Next week, Monday, we begin... 14 days uh, is, is it on monday so next week monday we begin 14 days of prayer and fasting now one of the things you might want to do is to get yourself um church group because the prayer points will be sent there although I'm sure Secretariat is watching. I don't mind also sending them through email. Um, actually, if we're using email, we'll just use your cell leaders to get all your email addresses and send them. That way we'll know who attends cell and who doesn't. Okay? <laughs> now, if you are visiting or perhaps you're new and so you don't have the privilege of being in the groups, you can still just go to the information desk at the end of service. Perhaps leave your email address. We'll try to get to you. Most likely, prayer points will be in by Friday. By Friday, they'll be in. Now, I really want us to take it very seriously because what we've prepared is not just prayer points, but a devotional package. Meaning, over the next 14 days, your lives will transform. Okay? And so what I am teaching you today is actually an extract from the devotional package that we've prepared for you. And so today we'll be talking about fasting. Today we'll be talking about fasting. Somebody say glory to God. Okay, and I want us to start from Joel. By the way, I'll tell you in advance that the theme of our fast is coming from the book of Joel. Joel chapter number, if you read the entire Joel chapter number two, you'll find the theme of the fast and you'll also find the theme of next year. Yeah, because next year's theme already came it came a few weeks ago that dream that i haven't told you about it came in that one yeah so i've been reading a lot of the book of joel haven't you noticed i'm preaching a lot from the book of joel 
So by the time I'm done, Secretariat, please advise me on how best we can also utilize email to send the fasting document. Perhaps we might even just, we might also utilize bulk SMS. Maybe we can make a link for people to download and then we can forward it through bulk SMS. I'm sure media would help me with a link or something like that. I just want no one to have an excuse because I genuinely believe that when people are done with these 14 days, their lives will never be the same. Praise God. Hallelujah. So let's talk about fasting. Joel chapter number 1 and verse 14. Now, in chapter number 2, if you go all the way to 28, you'll find the scripture that talks about the coming of the Holy Spirit. So don't you think we might want to read what preceded that? Somebody say glory. glory. Yeah. So Joel, chapter number 1 and verse 14. And I'll go before you. It says, consecrate a fast. Do you know what it means to consecrate something? When you consecrate something, you separate it for holy use. It's one thing to go without eating for some time. It's another thing to go without eating for holy purpose. Anyone can go without eating. As a matter of fact, I notice that I get more hungry on days that I'm fasting. You find on days that I'm not fasting, I'm not interested in breakfast. But the day I consecrate my body and say I'm denying myself food because I want to fast. Where the hunger comes from, I don't know. You've never experienced that. Okay, some of you guys are tough. You're tough ones. For me, it happens literally all the time. All my fasts, I sacrifice to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> I don't know about you. I've never had an easy fast. I've not even one. I don't know why. It's, it's the one thing I've never gotten used to. So it says, consecrate a fast. Call a sacred assembly. Gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord. And that's why during the fast we'll also be having moments of corporate prayer. Now, if you don't pay attention to the church groups, you won't get the Zoom link. So, consecrate a fast. Joel 2. Now, Joel 2, maybe for those who didn't get what I said earlier, let's go to verse 28, which is perhaps the most famous scripture in Joel. With all that I am, all that I have, I will love. Mm -hmm. I will love you. Love you. Now, notice it says, and it shall come to pass afterward.
that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Now, how many of you remember what happened on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 where the spirit of God came, right, on the people? Now, in Acts 2, I, I don't want to take it for granted that everyone knows this. When you read Acts 2 and give me verse 17, Now, at this point, the Spirit of God has come. This is the day of Pentecost, uh, the, the verse before. And then people thought that the people were drunk. And then, it's 15. Peter says, these are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day, probably around nine. Uh-huh. But this was what was spoken by the prophet Joel. 17. And it shall come to pass in the last days. My point here is this very famous portion comes from Joel 2 verse 28. Now before we get to Joel 2 verse 28, there are certain things that preceded that. One of them was the promise of the former and the latter rain. But before the promise of the former and the latter rain, notice what God said in verse 14. I'm just trying to show you that fasting can precede the move of God. Look at verse 14. Joel 2 and actually verse 15. Verse 15. Praise God. It says, and follow me. Blow the trumpet at the city of the Lord Church. I can't hear the trumpet being blown. <laughs> so it says, blow the trumpet, consecrate a fast, call a sacred assembly. Next verse. Gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble. Remember in Joel 1, we were taught the elders and the inhabitants. Notice this time. It says, assemble the elders, gather the children, the nursing babes. Let the bridegroom go out from his chamber. Let the bride from her dressing room. Meaning, no matter what, what, how busy you are with life, this one you all had to participate. I don't know if you're getting my point. Next verse. Let the priests who minister to the Lord weep between the porch and the altar. Let them say, spare your people, O Lord, and do not give your heritage to reproach that the nation should rule over them. Why should they say among the people's ways they are God? No, it shall never be said among us where someone looks at you and says, where is their God? And we are going to take time to pray. There are certain things that must be dealt with. Enough is enough. <laughs> Next verse. What, what's the result? Let's read it. One, two, three, go. I don't think you read that with as much conviction as I expected. One, two, three, go. Seal us. We always talk about having zeal. But we are being shown here that the Lord will be zealous for his land and pity his people. And what's the result of the Lord being zealous? Then the Lord will answer and say to his people, I will send you grain and new wine and oil and you'll be satisfied by them. And I will no longer make your reproach among the nations. Next verse. 
I'll remove far from you the northern army. It's that's, that's now warfare. Next verse. Next verse, please. Fear not, all land. Be glad, rejoice, for the Lord has done marvelous things. Continue. Do not be afraid. Next verse. Be glad, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former reign faithfully. Now, the former reign has to do a lot with restoration. I will show you from the next verse. And he will cause the rain to come down for you. The former rain and the latter rain in the first month. Next verse. The threshing floors will be full of wheat. And the vats shall overflow with new wine and new oil. Uh-huh. For I will restore to you the years. Now, you can never go back to the year 2019. So... And all these things will be taught in that devotion. All these things are there. You can never go back to the year 2019. So when God says, I'll restore to you the years, what is he talking about? The Bible says, time and chance come to all men. So God can restore to you the times and chances that were supposed to come to you then and bring them in the now. And if you keep going, that's when it says, it shall come to pass, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. So it started with him saying, consecrate a fast. Turn to your neighbor and say, we are fasting. <laughs> now, a few reasons why we are fasting. Now, fasting refers to the act of abstaining from food and other pleasures in order to devote yourself to the Lord. Now, I've included other pleasures because there could be some people who are in a position perhaps where, let's say medically, they're unable to abstain from food. If a person is in a position where they are medically unable to abstain from food, one, they can still devote themselves to Number two, again, number one, they can still devote themselves to God in that period. Number two, they can still do what Daniel did. They should deny themselves their favorite foods. No, as in, if you're in a position, let's say medically, you're unable to abstain from food. And then your breakfast is bacon, baked beans, four egg, uh, no guys, now. <laughs> now, now, now. Now you're taking advantage of the situation. I think someone can just take what's necessary. If it's bread and water, it's bread and water. I don't know if you're getting my point. Just what's necessary until the fasting time has finished. Then afterwards, as in bread, bacon, shan shan uko. ice cream. Then every five minutes, like a packet of crisps. Ah, guys, we're not serious. Busy making other people break. And even when we give those allowances of, okay, you can take a bit of juice here and there. Guys, don't take that for granted. There are people who take that as leeway. Super maheu. Super maheu, no pastor said. Guys, that's not fasting. At the end of the day, we're not saying take juice because you're hungry. Because it's not fasting if you can't get hungry. I've seen people, just super maheu here. How are we guys? That's not how it works. 
here is what I'm saying. We only give those allowances because we've had situations before where we receive a call. No, pastor, someone has fainted this side. They take them to the hospital. It was just hunger. <laughs> we've had those situations. So the only reason why we give those things is just in case perhaps uh, someone just needs maybe just a little boost here and there. Otherwise, ideally, try your best to sacrifice. And listen, some of us, because of the nature of our jobs or the nature of our lives, maybe you may be breaking, let's say, at 15, 16, and maybe you never really had the time to pray. You can still get back home and pray, even if maybe you've taken something, because at least you would have fulfilled that in that day you prayed and you fasted. All I'm saying is take this thing seriously. Take it seriously. Praise God. I didn't know that you're fasting the whole day, my movies. The whole day. You're just on movies, movies, movies. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Squid Game. The whole day. Binge watching. This, 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 this. And then five minutes until the fast. Oh, God. <laughs> This has been a sacrifice to you. Oh God, as you're busy frying the egg. Oh Lord, you're beautiful. And then by mistake, you even test if there's enough salt. <laughs> Guys, take the fast seriously. Consecrate yourselves. But interestingly, interestingly, one thing you must note, this one is not in my notes and you won't find it. One thing to note when you are fasting. Is as you are fasting, you must remember what. It's one thing to fast and go on the mountains, but one thing I'm glad is Jesus taught us. How that you can live your everyday life even when you're fasting. So, how many of you remember what my t-shirt said on Sunday? What was written on my shirt? What was written on my shirt is, the drip is forever. So this point, don't write it down. But as you're fasting, make sure the drip is forever. <laughs> I can show you a verse... I can show you a verse. No, look at Matthew. Matthew 6, verse 15. Matthew 6, verse 15. 16. Let's go to 16. Moreover, when you fast, don't be like the hypocrites. Hypocrites means actors. So it's lights, camera, action. I'm fasting. Oh, so don't be like the hypocrites. What do they do? They've got a sad countenance for they disfigure their faces. My goodness, for Jesus to describe what you're doing with your face as disfiguring. <laughs> Even in heaven, they get shocked that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you that they have their reward. So in short, don't go about what's going on. No, no, I'm just fasting. Yeah. 
You know, some of us were spiritual, so we're just fasting, but otherwise, yeah. Look at the next verse. But you, when you fast, anoint your head. Wash your face. By the way, anointing your head there doesn't mean anointing oil. There, when it says anointing your head, it means like look good. Like anoint your head, wash your face, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting. In short, let the drip, like as in, have that. <laughs> but to your father who is in the secret place, and your father who is in secret reward you openly. In short, you shouldn't walk about with such a sad countenance. It shouldn't be so obvious to any Jim and Jack in the world that you're fasting. And by the way, when you read Isaiah 58, fasting can also be a good time to buy someone else lunch. Let me say that again. If every morning when you go for work, there's like a breakfast to buy for yourself, that's the breakfast. As long and you find you've budgeted for it every day, you buy it. Then maybe later on you buy a lunch or you buy this. That can breakfast. Find someone to be buying for. Today this one, the next day that one, the next day that one. Not to compile all the food. Ah, you buy the breakfast in advance. You buy the lunch in advance. And I don't know if anybody has noticed, sometimes when you're fasting is when people offer you the most food. Yeah. As in suddenly everyone wants to take you out for lunch. Everyone wants to buy your lunch. What if it's a test to see if you can give it? Praise God. So during this fast, there should be someone you should you buy food. I'm very serious about that. At least on one or two or three days, buy someone lunch. They ask you why I say it's my treat. In your father who sees in secret. <laughs> You know what it takes for me to get another human being food when I'm hungry. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, let's now look at a few points. Number one, you know, I'm still defining. Fasting is an act of abstaining from food and other pleasures to devote yourself to the Lord. So like I said, it's not a time to and play PlayStation the whole day and know that that's not fasting. That's just lack of eating. And then fasting, we see it in the Old Testament, we see it in the New Testament. So a few things I want to show you about fasting. Number one, fasting is, because you know we are priests unto God, when we fast, it's a way of ministering to God. Amen. And I want us to look at Acts chapter 13 and verse 2. Acts 13 verse 2, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. And can you see that there was a corporateness about this? They all ministered to the Lord and they were not told how the Holy Spirit spoke, but it seems they all heard him. Now they ministered to the Lord and fasted. Interestingly, we are not told what their prayer point was. We are not even told what they were fasting for. Ideally, it seems these guys understood that their role as priests, they needed to minister to God. And one way of ministering to God was through fasting. So fasting 
One reason we are fasting is to minister to God. And now remember, we are priests unto God, and you can see this from 1 Peter 2, verse 5. 1 Peter 2, verse 5. And the Bible tells us that you also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual heart, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices accepted to God through Jesus Christ. So we are a priesthood and we must offer up sacrifices to God. Having, I, I used to preach a lot on pregnancies, eh? For some reason, my, my studies have evolved. I'm studying a bit more on babies. That's one, one thing that can mention that separates the babies from the adults is we've got an opportunity to be intentional about offering up a spiritual sacrifice to God. A baby, once they just feel their hunger, that they, there's nothing like, is the food ready? Is this and this? They'll cry and they want to eat. Okay? And then, they can't say, okay, no. I'll avoid the milk from 8 to to 13 because I'm just fasting offering up a spiritual sacrifice to my God. They've not reached that age where they can be that accountable to God. So for us who are adults, we can actually intentionally say I'm staying away from this because I'm offering up a sacrifice to my God. That's a, that, that, that's some, that's a privilege. So that's one reason why fasting fasting can also be a way of repentance now repentance is not just asking for forgiveness of sins if you've done foundation class you understand how we define repentance because repentance has to do with a change of mind a change of heart a change of ways and that's why you find uh it's in stages in the initial stages of being saved it can be repentance from dead works where there are certain things you must stop doing and then as you continue growing, it can become repentance even from bad motives. It can be repentance from uh, a certain way of thinking. And fasting is one of the things that helps with that. Look at Joel, chapter number 2 and verse 12. I've been in Joel, eh? Even the value of decision sermon, didn't I teach it from Joel? And I'm continuing on Sunday. If you missed that one, oh my God. Joel 2 verse 12 says, Now therefore says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting and with weeping and mourning. So he says, turn to me with all your heart. And what's the first thing he mentions? Fasting. And I believe one of the reasons is this. Most of the things people do which are wrong, they do it to gratify the flesh. So when a person can tell, the, can tell their body to say, look, I'm denying you this for this period of time because I can. It's like you're telling it, you're not my God. It means if one day your body comes to you and reminds you saying, hey, don't you miss drinking, you can tell it, you're not my God, I'm the one in charge of you. If your body comes to you and says, go back and watch those pornographic sites, you've already shown your body you're its boss. I mean, you can decide not to eat when it wants to eat. So you tell it, no, I already have mastery over you. Hey, the next, when it comes to fasting, 
is that fasting, because it's a spiritual sacrifice, one thing that a sacrifice in the spiritual realm does is that it connects the physical and the spiritual. So it, when there would be a sacrifice, a fire would come and consume. So a sacrifice would automatically attract a manifestation. And it's unfortunate that you find people from the occult and people who practice sorcery, a lot of them know these principles and they use them. Why do you think when people go to witch doctors, they tell them to bring something? They are trying to provoke a manifestation from the, from the spiritual realm to the physical realm by using those sacrifices as a conduit. That's what they're trying to do. Now, notice something that happened in the book of Daniel chapter 9 and look at verse 2. Daniel 9 and verse 2. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of years specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Israel, in the desolations of Jerusalem. How many of you remember what, like what Daniel is talking about? How many of you can trace it in the book of Jeremiah? Do you remember that verse which says, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you? Have you ever read the context? The context was the people were saying, we want to go back to Israel. God was saying, no, you're going to have to stay in Babylon for a while. So just marry, do this, start businesses, build houses, because I'm the one who knows the plans I have for you. So you, it was actually a scripture about intentionality. It wasn't about sitting down and saying, he knows the plans he has for me. So try to read it in its context. So now, Daniel read it and understood that the time was ripe. Have you ever read through the prophecies? Have you ever read through what God has said over your life? Have you ever heard the sermons that have been taught and you understand that the time is ripe? It's now. What happened in the next verse? Then I set my face towards the Lord to make requests by prayer and supplications with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. So sometimes you need to add some fasting. Praise God. And we all know what happened. <laughs> then fasting is a spiritual activity that builds momentum in the spiritual realm. Jesus qualified how important fasting is in the spiritual realm when he said the following. Matthew 17, verse 21. However, this kind does not go except by prayer and fasting. Now, we are not told that Jesus was fasting that day. But perhaps because he lived a life of prayer and fasting, he was able to provoke the manifestation of the authority that he already had. If you've read the context of that verse properly, they brought a demon-possessed boy to his disciples, and disciples with all the authority of the Lord Jesus could not rebuke it. And Jesus tells them that some of these things require prayer and fasting. There are things in the spiritual realm which are stubborn that you gain your momentum through prayer and fasting. I'll tell you this. No matter how, let me use sports for example. No matter how good you are at football, how skillful you are, if you decide not to train for a year, and you play a match against people who are not as skillful as you, but they've been training. You'll find yourself being at a disadvantage. So for us, fasting is our spiritual exercising. 
as we are weakened in the flesh, we are strengthening our spirit. So, you gain a momentum in prayer and in fasting. I've given you quite a number of reasons, right? Can I give you my favorite reason? Can I? I've been asked before, Pastor, what are the benefits of fasting? And I've heard all sorts of reasons. Some I believe, some, uh, some are scriptural, some seem more mental. Like, I've heard literally, like, where, like, people are teaching about fasting. No, it does this, it does this, it does that. And others will bring in losing weight. Then they'll bring in this. Bring, I don't know how that qualifies in the scriptures. <laughs> Scripturally, we don't fast to lose weight, eh? No, like, nah, people should be honest whether it's a diet or they are fasting. Now, if per adventure you happen to lose the weight you wanted to lose, praise the Lord for you. <laughs> Everything is double-double. But what I mean to say is, if the motive for your fast is really to lose weight, or for example, for other people, sometimes people go on a fast to save money. No, I'm not even joking. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Guys, I'm, a past, I'm not even joking. Like, people should differentiate between fasting to one meal a day because there is no food. Like, maybe at the body house, it's now rough. It's that period of the... You just see every, at the body house, no, we just... We, I sense the Lord just saying concentrated fast. Sometimes, let, let me just give you one, one tip in life. Let me tell you one thing I do. Sometimes on the days that I have the most money, I decide to go on a fast on purpose. Like on the day when you can afford to eat anywhere and your fridge is very full. Sometimes those are the days you should just set aside one of the days for fasting. Sometimes that's one of the ways you know that you're training yourself. For me, in training myself in the past, I don't do it anymore. In uh, it was training. In training myself, there was a point... I think for several years, almost every birthday of mine, I was fasting. And one day I realized God didn't tell me to be doing that. <laughs> so I had fasting the day before. <laughs> I realized it was a spiritual sacrifice I was making, which I wasn't asked to make. So you, you can give up what God hasn't asked you to give up. And then I ate the first time and realized I was still anointed. Ah! <laughs> well, my point there is I think there are some of us who learned to fast in periods of lack. Perhaps we should also learn to do it in periods of abundance. Okay? Now, are you ready for my favorite reason why we fast? If anyone asked me the primary reason why uh, for me as Frederick, I fast almost every week. Most weeks of the year, at least I pick a day to fast. The primary reason why is Matthew 6. Verse 17, actually. Because what happens if at that point you don't need to repent? Would you still do it? 
Matthew 6 verse 17. This is Jesus speaking. But you, when you fast, the day I read that, I realized Jesus actually expects me to do it. So even if he gives me no reason, but the only reason is because he expects me to do it, I'll do it because obedience is better than sacrifice. So for me, the biggest reason why I fast is to obey God because he expects me to do it. And you know, can I just say something? For believers, we must reach a place where obedience becomes so huge in our lives that obeying in itself becomes a motive. I'll give you an example. A believer, let me use this as an example. A believer shouldn't need me to come do a seminar and start telling you the dangers of sleeping with someone before you marry, number three, reason number four, and then the 200 demons you get are this, and then this will happen. A believer shouldn't need that. A believer should need me to say, God expects you to do it like this. And for them, that's it. They're satisfied. That's how you know you're maturing, by the way. Yes, you can clap. There's someone that side who didn't clap. I'm, I'm checking. Praise God. Now, fasting will never stop until the bridegroom comes back, according to Luke 5, verse 33. Where it says, why do the disciples of John fast often and make prayers? And likewise those of the Pharisees. But yours eat and drink. And he said to them, can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away. And then they will fast in those days. Ladies and gentlemen, in these days... <laughs> We are fasting until the return of the Lord Jesus. So I would just like to let you know that this fast that we are going on is not the last fast we'll ever go on. <laughs> Somebody say glory. glory. But the momentum will keep building. Praise God. And you know, I want us to take this seriously. I'll tell you why. There are certain sprouts of growth I can trace to certain conferences. There are some I can trace to certain meetings. There are some I can trace to certain prayers and special times of fasting. The Acts 13 prayers. Paul always traces apostleship to that time. So that's something we should never forget. That's something we should never forget. Imagine how much spiritual power will be produced. How many of you are promising me you will take this seriously? You won't need to be reminded to go on Zoom meetings. You won't need to be reminded, here are the prayer points. Him, where have you prayed? You know, not those prayers where you look at the prayer points. Da, 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 da. Then if you even want to cheat using revelations of tongues, you just look at the prayer points. I lay hands. I've prayed. I don't want that, I don't want that nonsense. I repeat, not that nonsense. I mean where you're deliberate. Even if you're praying in tongues, you're mentally focusing. How I live for the moment where I'm still in your presence. All noise dies down. Lord, speak to me now. 
You have all my attention. I will linger and listen. Can we start up fresh? Let's go. How I live for the moments where I'm still in your presence. Oh, noise dies down. Lord, speak to me now. You have all my attention. I will linger and listen. I can't miss a thing. Lord, I know my heart wants more of you. My heart wants something new, so I surrender because all I want is to live within your love be undone by who you are I am desperate for a touch of heaven Lord Throw my fears into the wind. I am desperate for a touch of heaven. Oh, 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 oh. I know. Yeah. Now won't you let be a sacrifice let me dedicate to worship you and won't you let this be a sacrifice let me dedicate my life to
One more time. to dedicate yourself and consecrate yourself to God. Hold on. Tell him, Lord, even those prayer points you want me to pray, which are not in the document, even though which have nothing to do with me, I'm consecrating myself for a time of prayer and of fasting. Come on, lift your hands and consecrate yourself. Consecrate yourself. Lord, I yield my mind. I yield my heart. I yield my body. I yield my time. Lord, I yield myself to you for a time of prayer and fasting. I consecrate myself for a time of prayer and fasting. Lord, feel free to lead me. Feel free to guide me. Rabba Shondolo Groko Satakahai, Rakon Takaye Beke Sekatekaya, Baraba Shatakaye, Barroko Soto Horiata, Rakon Takaye Beke, Baraba Shatakaye, Baraba Baraba Shata, Rakon Takaye Beke, Rakataka Nabaka Sota, Rakataka Nabahos, Rakatakaye, Baraba Shatakanabaka Sota, Rakataka Nabaka Sota, Oh Lord, let the spirit of prayer fall. Let the spirit of prayer fall. Let the spirit of grace and supplication, the spirit of grace and supplication. Zachariah chapter 12 and verse 10. Lift your hands because you're about to receive an something from the Lord. Zechariah 12 and verse 10. And I will pour on the house of David, on the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the spirit of grace and supplication. Father, in the name of Jesus, even as I've taught, I pray, oh God, let it pour. Let it pour. Let it pour. That spirit of grace and supplication upon every one of us. Upon every one of us. Some of you feel like you want to burst. Some will feel like you want to burst. 
like you want to burst like you want to burst take it take it take it take it saliata kaliele baliando baliando kia kolota kolete barata kaye bona baba baba le bona kaye barata kaya barede re The Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord is upon you to pray. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you to pray. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you to pray. The spirit of the sovereign God is upon us to pray. I sense a shift. I sense a shift. Some of you are sensing groans, groans in your spirit. Groanings in your spirit. Let them out. Let them out. Ba 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 
Be quiet for a moment. Nothing plain. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the spirit of supplication. Thank you, Lord, for groanings in the spirit, for tongues of fire, for groanings flowing out of the bellies of men. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Coming down, down, down. Coming down, down, down. The glory of the Lord is coming down. When the saints begin to pray for the Lord, to have his way and the glory of the Lord is coming down you can play coming down 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 coming down 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 the glory of the Lord is coming down when the saints begin to pray for the Lord to have his way and the glory of the Lord is coming down prophesy over this fast everybody coming down 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 it's coming down 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 the glory of the Lord is coming down when the saints begin to pray when the saints begin to pray for the Lord to have his way and the glory of the Lord 
One more time, sing it's coming down, coming down, 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 coming down, down, down. The glory of the Lord is coming down when the saints, when the saints begin to pray for the Lord. One more time as you take your seats. Coming down, down, down. It's coming down. The glory of the Lord is coming down. speak over you that you're blessed your week is blessed receive grace to pray in Jesus name my God my God in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth out of your belly it flows it flows it flows it flows it flows it flows yes when it rains, it pours. 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 Stand up on us, Doctor Lavey. Hey, it's my relationship with you. Wonderful. I can imagine what season we've stepped in but I won't take it lightly we can say the grace all I have for return Brenda receive that anointing in the name of Jesus it's my relationship with you the amazing grace Amazing grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
the extravagant love of God, the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us all. <laughs> and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we will dwell in the house of the Lord service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0 If you are unable to call, you can email us on thecityofthelordzambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed. <laughs>